Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. You can... Uh, Go to Roos Chris. Rebecca and her staff down there, they will uh, certainly uh, look after you. This text comes into us from Cactus Jack. That's a good handle, Cactus Jack. He says, Bob, sh- uh, Dan Baker, Shiraz Carmali, and Judd Gill. Wow. If you mix in Paul Vickers and Goose Loonies, you will have hit for the 80s-90s bar scene cycle. Congrats. Uh, there you have it. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at O-Editors. Now, I-, I know our next guest, Never frequented any of those locations <laughs> back in the day. Uh, or, or wait, you probably didn't have to wait in line and didn't pay cover. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Craig Simpson joins us right now. Uh, you know, if you were in my role back then, Craig, as a uh, you know, broke student, you had to know a guy who knew a guy. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm, sure you were, I'm sure you worked pretty hard to make sure you got yourself in. Uh, we found ways to make things happen. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so let's uh, let's start here, Craig. Uh, at the you know we're five games into the preseason. I think the Oilers look already like a different club than last year. I think they're they're quicker and faster. But it's just preseason. So how much, and especially on the right side where the right wings have scored yeah. 15, 15 of the twenty seven goals. Um, how much do you read into it? What are the positives? What are the negatives? Well, I think the only thing you read into it is that the players came prepared. They came in good shape. They uh, realized the the you know shortcomings of last year and came in with a plan that okay, we better show early on that we understand we have to improve as a group, improve as an individual, and so you know you can check off all those boxes. I, I think the the danger that we've said all along is you can't get too high. Uh, in the preseason, just feeling like you're playing at a at a really high level when you really haven't had NHL hockey yet. But I, I just think as a coaching staff or a, as an organization, the, you know, you hope that your players are prepared and understand and have some urgency. And uh, I think all those uh, have been positive. So the the only thing you really take out of it is that the guys understood what they needed to do coming in. And uh, I think you have to be careful of getting you know, too giddy about your own performance as a player because you haven't started when it counts yet. And you also, as a team, uh, you know, have to take it and understand that you don't really get a good sense of just how good you are yet, but the process has been a good one to start camp. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, let's start with Ty Ratty, okay? Yep. I mean, he's got a window. He's got an opportunity here. He said something, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, look, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins are so good like traditionally you would have to support those players offensively but 
you know what? You have to go find open spots for them because they are special. They can make plays, so get yourself and make yourself available and be ready to pounce when that opportunity comes. And that's kind of what he said, and suffice to say he has delivered on that to this point. Yeah. And, and that's what we said coming in. You, you looked at the specific guys who really had to show that they understood the opportunity that presented itself. And uh, I, I'm sure for Todd McClellan, you're hoping that somebody can distance themselves from somebody else in that role. And uh, we uh, we had talked, I think, our very first week about Ty. And uh, I think more and more the maturity and getting a bit of a taste last year of, of what opportunity really could look like and then having all summer to prepare. And, it, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that he was going to be slotted there, but I, I think he totally understood that there would be a chance. So when that chance comes, you got to be ready to, to, to do it. And he did it without uh, playing with McDavid and, and Hopkins, too. I, I think right from the get-go, he's shown that he understands what's uh, available to him. And there's another example of a guy, to this point anyways, has done the little things night in, night out to, to stand above other players and really show that he understands that he's going to take a hold of this opportunity. And you look at his past, uh, this is that critical time frame as a, as a young man, as a young pro, where you got to show you can be a consistent player. And boy, you, know, you got to feel good for a player to come into camp and, you know, not only score the goals, but, but play in a manner and play at a level that he's showing he understands the, the opportunity that's being given to him. Craig, you have a bit of a similarity to him, and I, I'm not going to disrespect Ty, but he wasn't a second overall pick. You were. Uh, you were more established when you joined Mark Messier and Glenn Anderson than Ty is when he ends up on a line <clears throat> late last year with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, and yep. he hasn't done it anywhere near as long as what you ultimately ended up doing it. But the similarity is this. You needed to go to the right spots on the ice to complete plays because Messier and Anderson could make plays off the rush and yeah. you know what I'm saying here? Like you can kind of, can you kind of relate to a certain extent because he doesn't have to be the guy that transports the puck. And when right. you're playing on a line with Mark Messi and Glenn Anderson, you let those guys transport the puck. <laughs> I was told not to transport the puck, so that's okay. Uh, and I think what you have to do as a player is understand where your skill sets uh, are best used and where it fits in. And you know, often. My job was to be down deep and play a fairly good role in our own end, uh, try to get the puck and win those battles along the boards. And, you know, when you have the predictability of two great players that you're playing with and you get to know it, you know, there was so often where you just knew the roots where Mark was going to be as a center support or Andy was coming deep and then you could throw a cross-ice pass. All, all those little things that they did so effectively – but then your job's not over. And, and the great thing about playing with two really good, fast players who handle the puck so well, who create chances, is they draw so much attention. So after making a play, say, in the neutral zone or in the D zone, then you come in up the ice a little bit lost in the uh, distance and find the holes and be ready to shoot. And I, I think that's a, 
Uh, a good example of if you're playing with Connor and Nugent Hopkins, you know that the defenders, their heads are turning, they're trying to find where uh, those players are or where the puck's going to go. And I think that's where you really can be a beneficiary of some great plays and some open ice by coming late or moving laterally or jumping into the holes and always being ready to shoot. I mean, our, our rule with Glenn and I playing our off wings, both of us, uh, anything in the in the D zone, neutral zone, you'd pass to each other's backhand. But anything inside the blue line was always uh, passed to a position for a one-time shot. And so I think if you have that, uh, get the puck back, deliver it up to the speed, and then be ready to shoot at all times, that, that's a pretty... A good scenario to play with two talented players like that. Your son, Dylan, and we'll get an update on him uh, a little bit later on, but Dylan played with Yesapol Yarby down in the American Hockey League. Yep. Uh, he came up last year. He was good when the Oilers were in New York. He had a good stretch there in December. Uh, he tailed off in February and March. So did the whole team, and he wasn't very good in the final 25 games. He looks like a completely different player, and I remember I had guys in Oilers management, and you know, at some point, he's going to pop. Yeah. Well, he—I <laughs> don't know if, how much of last night's game you saw, yep. but he—he no, uh, he was driving it. And I know it's preseason, but the explosiveness and the speed—that isn't something that goes. I mean, maybe the angles go away. Maybe you go up against better defensemen in the regular season. But he does look like a different player. Well, I, I would say there's two things. Uh, part of it is just like we were talking about with Ty understanding uh, what needed to improve in your game. And so you, you can say first and foremost, it looks like from a training perspective, he definitely worked on explosiveness, get your feet moving. Uh, I would say the most important thing, though, is to have your brain moving along with it. Yeah. And I, I really think that is something that, uh, you know, uh, going back to my own experience having to play at a higher pace with Mark Messier and Glenn Anderson than, than I could ever skate at, it's transitioning your mind to always be on the go and always be firing and always be understanding that you got to keep your feet moving. This is no longer for Yessi Pugliarvi to be an NHL player. Just do it with your natural skill and just play out there. You have to now have a mentality every time you jump on the ice it's got to become natural that your feet got to get moving first. You got to be jumping as soon as you get over the boards. You got to get moving because uh, I, I think if you watched him as you have, part of the criticism would be, you know, you're not moving your feet. You're trying to deep guys standing still. You stop skating. You're not jumping hard on the forecheck. And uh, that, to me, Bob, is the maturity of a mindset. So two things it looks like he's done the work to improve from a physical standpoint. Uh, I think the biggest thing that you hope he's been able to do is uh, really mature from that mental standpoint. To my knowledge, Craig, there's only one guy I know of that could really beat guys with a deep standing still. You played with him for a couple of years. That was Mario. Like, yeah, oh, God, yeah. He'd he, dangle it out there and get you, just wait for you to fish for it for a second and then put it to an area. Yeah, you're right. And, and that's the problem when you're a skilled guy and you're a big man. Right. That, that at times you, you have to even be more so uh, focused on getting those big legs moving to, right. to get enough momentum going forward. All right, so we've got this great story brewing, at least uh, a positive story brewing in the turning camp for the right wings. Uh, now, so, but we don't want to read too much into it. So conversely, do we look at a guy like Yarbuck who hasn't come in and knocked it out of the park on the fence? And again, it's a one-year deal. It's a minimal yeah. cap hit if he gets sent to the minors. 
Alan Walsh has had a history of sending guys back to Europe if it doesn't work out, and that ends up being a termination deal of the right. contract. So you, you, who knows what's going on here with this guy moving forward. But because last night he was better. Garrison looked better last night, too. And the Canucks sort of went away as that game went on. Yeah. But for all the positives on right wing, do we do we look at defense and go, still a lot of question marks that haven't been answered there because we haven't seen the same sort of play out of some of those competing D that we've seen for the right wings? Yeah, and I, I think that's where, in, in all honesty, uh, exhibition is a really hard uh, to get a judgment on defense so often because, again, look at the lineups that have even played against and some of the games are going away. You don't get a really good indicator yet as to what the battles are going to look like against the you know, a high-speed, uh, hard-intensity game. So uh, I think when you look at that uh, sixth spot on defense, let's say, it really is a sense of, you know, how complementary could that player be to another. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Todd McClellan is going to be looking at that six and say, I, I better know that maybe he brings a bit of a physical edge because maybe we don't have that in another pairing. Or he better be a solid defender. Maybe he can kill a penalty. And I, I think often, Bob, as you know, uh, the decisions on certain players getting in and out of the lineup are often made like that of, of what's missing in that top five and where can you find somebody that maybe plugs a hole and can play a, a little bit of a different role. Bouchard, to me, uh, might already have the best head for the game amongst the defensemen that are on the team. I mean, he he, he can make plays. There's no question yeah. he can process the game. Um, he turned it over a couple times. He went middle zone breakup on his back end or middle zone. Show breakup. me a skilled defenseman who doesn't, right? <laughs> you got traded for one. <laughs> yeah. How many turnovers did Paul have in his career? Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. But that's what happens in the in the here and now of Twitter. Oh, stuff! You're out to lunch. Bouchard turned the puck over, right? And I'm like, yeah. Well, he had about 16 effective zone exits in a row. Yeah. And so, I'm pretty excited about him long term. I think that he's uh, he, he's going to be a player. Now, it comes. You know, we we sat here. We've talked about the right wings. We've talked about the defense. The fact is, Craig. Talbot's a massive part of this uh, moving forward yeah. for the orders this season. He's off to a good start. He, he is, and I, I think more than anything that you've just mentioned, uh, I, I think from a preseason standpoint and you know through training camp, you, you can get a bit of a sense of oh, what does your goaltender look like? You know, is is he looking calm? Is he looking confident? Is he moving quickly? I don't think it always necessarily translates into. As he let a bad goal in there, there uh, during the preseason, you know his record great. You win three games, it doesn't really mean much. But I think just the visual test more than anything. Does does he look like he's moving quickly? Does he look energetic? Does he look relaxed? You see him every day. Is he talking a comfortable game? You know, I think all those little factors that you look and say, uh, as a coach, I'm sure. You're just going, okay, I, I don't think I really have to worry about Cam uh, right now. I can just let him settle in and tell him how much work we want, how many games you're going to play, and just be ready to start. So uh, I think much like, you know, in a very different way from a Ty Ratty or Pugliarvi, it was another reboot summer for Cam, too. And, okay, what do I need to focus on? What did I fail with? How, what was my thoughts during the downtimes? Or what did I doubt myself? Or what part of my game was I doubtful of when I had troubles and just try to reboot, train hard, both mentally and physically. And uh, I would say 
more than anything, he, he looks like he's in a pretty good uh, headspace right now getting ready for the start of the season. Craig Simpson joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers, our lead analyst. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. It is uh, 12.51 in Edmonton. Craig, a couple more questions for you. The Ottawa Senators yesterday put <laughs> Zach Smith on waivers. He is a uh, an honest uh, player. He's not a great skater, but he's a culture guy for this their team. And yep. to reinforce that, I'm going to read a direct quote from Matt Duchesne, who is an unrestricted free agent who the Ottawa Senators gave up this year's number one to acquire in a part of a three-way deal last year with Nashville and Colorado. This is Matt Duchesne on Zach Smith being on waivers. It's a kick in the balls for us. When a pending UFA says it's a kick in the balls for us, I think it tells us the valuation that Zach Smith has in the room. Um... You've been there before Peter Pocklington had to, you know, dismantle. Oh, yeah. But it was different because Glenn Sather, yes, he got money for Messier and Gretzky, for Gretzky and Messier, but he also got players back. And it, to yeah. me, this looks like the owner going to Pierre Dorian saying, let's see if somebody takes uh, Zach Smith off our books for the next three years because we can yeah. replace him with a million-dollar player. Is that- it, it, it's just added, you know, it's piling on to the bad – public relations, the bad perception of, of Eugene and the problems of ownership there in Ottawa. I don't know if you saw Boucher's comments uh, uh, as the head coach saying, you know, this wasn't a hockey decision, this was a management decision. He was basically for his players uh, throwing his GM and owner under the bus on this one too. And, you know, it's all about the the perception of why things are being done. I, I would say Glenn Sather back in our day uh, I found out this later as it went on because it wasn't public but he used to put us on uh, recallable waivers what they had there uh, one or two times during the year different guys I know that's the Tikkanen and I were uh, uh, a couple other key guys just to sort of fish out there see if anybody's interested but it wasn't public and it wasn't going through waivers that was not recallable right I mean the 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 impact on that team, which has already had uh, an awful lot of things to try to rally from as players and to try to feel energetic going into the season, the timing of that is just insane, in my opinion. I mean, I understand the business of hockey, uh, but this is one that with all the negatives that have gone on, I'm not sure how you can get your room to be yeah. you know, gelled when you're doing that yet again with not just a popular player, but the timing of that uh, on the heels of all the other things uh, I thought was just terrible. Final question for you, Craig. Let's get an update on Dylan and Riley Simpson. Uh, one good, one bad. Uh, Riley's having to have back surgery, so his his hockey season never really is going to get started this year, but uh, that's the bonus of okay. being at school. He's uh, finishing his his junior year and Dylan uh, just got sent down to Cleveland and had uh, his surgery in May has uh, progressed really well he had a good camp and so his job now will be just getting in that new environment in Cleveland and get off to a good start and hopefully an opportunity will, will open up Craig, thanks for doing the show. Thanks for the update. Uh, I'll let you know right now. Reed's going to be hosting next week. I'll be over. Uh, well, yeah, in Europe. Good we, luck. Yeah, we got a game <laughs> that day, so you'll be coming on right after the game. Uh, I look forward to touching base down the road, Craig. Thanks for your time. All right, Bob. Take care. Travel well. Yeah, you bet. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, our lead analyst from Hockey Night in Canada, Craig Simpson. 12.54 at Edmonton. We'll break for two minutes. This is Oilers Now. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.56 in Edmonton. Sweden and Germany sold out. But registration's now being accepted on Oilers Now road trips to see the Oilers play in Nashville and Las Vegas. These great packages include tickets, hotels, reception, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Register now for the Oilers Now road trips. Call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. In the second hour of the show, we'll hear from Oilers forward Ty Ratty, who leads the NHL in preseason goal scoring and in points. And from the Athletic, Daniel Nugent Bowman will uh, make an appearance, his first, on our uh, show. And uh, we will go heavily interactive for about a half an hour. You can reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, and text us on our Westlock 4 text line at 630-630. Off to a global news weather traffic update uh, with a smiling Eileen Bell as the BYU Cougars are off to a great start this year. It's 1258 in Edmonton. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.